Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Long time. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Long time no see. Yes. I, um, I know here. <laughs> yeah, we we had a little bit of a delay. Uh, both of us have uh, had a bit of hectic schedules lately, so we ended up not making last week's recording happen, but we're back. No. We're here. We're not going yeah. away. <laughs> no, that's true. No, so better late than never. So, so I guess for the weather, it's extremely hot, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's pretty hot. So it's 25 degrees Celsius, which I forget what that is in Fahrenheit. Um, uh, let me double. 77 degrees. Is it above, it's a, yeah, that's, that sounds above room temperature. That's crazy for late October. Yeah, it's really hot. So uh, I was super surprised about how hot it is. Um, and so I was on my computer and on Windows 10, you have like this little search bar. And right there, it says like um, record, like temperature record um, or like the highest temperature recorded. And I was like, really? Like it's like it's the beginning of fall, so it can't be that hot. But compared to last year, at the same time, it's a lot harder, or a lot hotter and harder. Um, so yeah, it's almost um, yeah, it's almost eighty degrees Fahrenheit, which is mind-boggling. Uh, we haven't had any rain, but the leaves are turning uh, green and red and brown. And, all those fancy colors so that, there's that i mean <laughs> that sounds pretty it's been kind of not that warm but it's yesterday was a little warmer um i was doing a charity event at a park and i was mm. walking around and i'm like wow it's it's like mid to high 50 fahrenheit there's leaves everywhere there's a little crispness in the air like this is like peak halloween weather because oh, right. we're recording this on the 29th and yesterday was the 28th so it's kind of at right. the forefront of my mind yeah but so overall right. oh go ahead no you go ahead go ahead i was gonna say overall it is getting much colder uh i have to be at work at seven in the morning so i leave work before the sun's up and i am having to defrost my car in the morning now and i hate it and i have to play kickball playoffs on wednesday and it's supposed to snow on wednesday so that'll be fun. So about defrosting your car. So are you, do you turn your car off and let it run for a while? And I, uh, I, I have a remote starter. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. If you did that here, they'd kill you. Yeah. My, my move is usually get out of the shower, robe on, remote start, go back downstairs, get dressed and leave. Oh, I used to do that. I'd turn my car on. And I'd let it run for like 15 minutes or something. But that was like a long time ago. And it was a super old car. It was like a 95. But I would do that in the winter. And I told my wife that. And she's like, are you crazy? Like, like, don't they call the cops on you? I was like, no, why would they do that? But if you do that here, they call the cops on you. Like, you can't do that. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, I understand it's terrible for the environment. Oh, it's, it's also definitely. really bad for your car to cold yeah. to if you if it's really really cold and you start your car and you drive immediately, that is not good for your car. I don't have a problem letting it sit there for like a minute, but like anything else, nah. But we're yeah, not. I here. think I think just one minute is fine. Yeah, yeah, but we're not here to discuss the environment or cars. Um, <laughs> but rather a continuation of last episode because we cut it a little bit short um in terms of debt so we finished off on medical debt and i felt really bad because it's such an important topic especially in the states with health insurance that um it's definitely worth going in depth about that so i guess you can say more on the topic at hand because i don't uh, benefit i don't benefit from health insurance in the u.s because i'm not in the u.s so I'd like to know if my information is still accurate. So so believe it or not, I actually, I can't remember if we talked about this last time. Mm. It either would have just happened or was just about to happen. Um, so if, you, if this sounds familiar, let me know. Uh, a friend of mine very recently is a type 1 diabetic. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this? Yeah, you mentioned it last time. Yeah, but go ahead. Okay. You can repeat it. So. But, you know, lo- very long story short, type 1 diabetic, he's at a new job. His insurance, because in the U.S., your insurance at your employer, you don't just get it day one. They want you to stay around a little while for you to get it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like two months at where he works, but he didn't have it yet. And he had lost like 30 pounds quickly mm-hmm. and, you know, very dangerous. So we kind of convinced him to go in and go to the ER and stuff like that. But he almost died. Uh, apparently, at one point, he was more likely to die than live. Um, just through a combination of factors that he was going through with the type 1 diabetes. And, like, medical hesitancy due to debt um, is an absolute killer. Like, like if literally. We did, if we did not peer pressure him into, like, hey... I will show up at your house right now and drive you to the hospital. I will leave my, I'll leave work right now. Um, if we didn't do that, I mean, he, he very well might be dead. Yeah. And I always think that maybe my information is a bit out of date, but every time I talk to people from the States where I go back, it still seems to be, you know, the norm. I'll never forget the first time I came to Germany. I had like a loose tooth and it was killing me. I was like, God, I'm not going to go to the doctor because it's going to be like, 500 bucks from the pool of tooth or something and so i was sitting there trying to get the tooth out and my wife's like what are you doing it's like well i'm not gonna go to the doctor because it's you know they're gonna charge me an arm and a leg for a tooth like for a tooth like they'll do that for free i was like really he's like yeah you have health insurance you go to the doctor and it's free it's not free which really bothers me when people talk about like europe um they're like oh it's free university or it's like free health care it's not free at all because i pay for it um, I pay a lot, but it's affordable, and the and the coverage is pretty good. So, um, right. I, I mean, it's I think it's a relative thing, like, because it. I mean, in every country's different. Definitely, definitely. Because some countries um, actually do have free tuition. From what uh, I understand. Yeah, I think some countries actually do have free tuition. I'm not sure which ones, though, but I know some of the smaller countries in Europe do tend to have that. But I think people confuse affordable for free 
because in the US it's super expensive. So if you come here, it's maybe like 5% of what you would pay in the States, which for a lot of people just converts to nothing. And so then nothing is free. You know what I mean? That's kind of like yeah. the, the logic a lot of people go by. No. Um, so, so how do you do health insurance then? So mine is through my work. Okay. And it's definitely a big deal for me. I mean, I don't, so I have asthma. Mm -hmm. And I have an emergency inhaler and I have a maintenance inhaler. Um, if I am diligently taking my maintenance drug, I, mm. I don't even carry my rescue inhaler. Like it's just not a factor. Um, and that maintenance drug, it's been a while since I've had to pay, pay full price, but it's something like $250, $300. Like it's not cheap. And my old insurance covered like 20 bucks of it. So it basically didn't cover it at all. Oh wow! In my new insurance, and it was so good, I pay for it. Mm -hmm. And my new insurance pays everything but like twenty bucks, uh... so it feels like it's free now, and it's awesome. And uh, it's definitely, I don't know. I used to walk into the pharmacy knowing what knowing what I was gonna do, and I'd feel depressed about it. Like, well, I'm gonna mm -hmm. buy this, but it feels sad that I'm I have to pay the breathing tax. <laughs> But now it's like, yeah, I feel good about this. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I know for a lot of people, stuff like that, like insulin. Insulin, I think, has been in the news a lot um, of how, like, madly expensive it is. So I, I'm not diabetic, uh, never have been. But I have heard that, like, in some states in the U.S., it's, like, upwards of, like, $150, $200 a month. Um, for like insulin shots um and it's so, and it's scary stuff i mean the yeah. the initial the initial uh thing that they thought was wrong with my friend was mm -hmm. he was on a cheaper insulin because yeah you know, between insurances so i mean that probably didn't help but it wasn't the main thing that was you know making him really sick but it certainly didn't help Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely true that people, so like you have like the state-of-the-art drugs, I guess you could say, and then like some like the off-brand generic stuff that people tend to gravitate towards. Oh, what's the guy's name? He was on Shark Tank, like Mark Cuban. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's doing a generic drug company. Yeah, so, you know, you'll have like one drug that'll treat, I don't know, like high blood pressure, I guess you could say. And that costs like 800 bucks for like maybe like three months or whatever. I have no idea. And that's like, like the super top brand drug. But if you get like a generic copy or a generic version, then it's not $800 a month, but rather like, let's say 200 bucks or something like that. I, I think his stuff is bound to be way cheaper too. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just making up numbers, but like drastically cheaper. I think that's the biggest problem with health insurance in the U.S. is that it's a lot of it is for profit. Um, I don't know if we talked about that last time, but in a lot of in a lot of countries in Europe, especially in Germany, um, the insurance companies here aren't allowed to make a profit, which is it's kind of state controlled, basically, <clears throat> which causes <laughs> prices to be cheaper. That sure sounds nice. 
I uh, I actually have a friend that works at a nonprofit hospital, but nonprofit is kind of misleading. They, I mean, if they have, you know, a good year, they just have to turn the money back into the business. It's not even a business, but, you know, back into their facilities. Which is how it should be, in my opinion. I am of the opinion that there are just some areas that you shouldn't be allowed to make a profit in. Um, hospitals being one of them, um, prisons, schools, um, because those are like very social areas. So you tend to use people when they're at like they're most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So where they don't have like a lot of leverage because if someone is like in a prison or if someone is sick or if someone is in school, they don't really have like a lot of power. So it's kind of imbalanced. So I'm not in favor of those areas being capitalized, basically. I don't care about food. Like food can be, you can, you know, make as much money as you want in the food business. But like with with medicine, I'm kind of iffy on that. So I guess another question I'd have is, do you have like a cap, like of how much you can use your insurance? Or is there like a, like per quarter, you can only do like five grand or something? So here's the thing with with US-based insurance, it's needlessly complicated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I've I've had multiple insurances in my lifetime, and a lot of them will say, "Oh, with this package, you're guaranteed like one free visit to your doctor, and blah blah blah, and blah blah blah, and we'll cover X percent of this." Mm. Uh, honestly, after looking it all over, I'm like, I I don't really understand what I'm getting here. I'm just gonna you know use it, and then whatever happens happens. So, I recently had to go uh to the doctor for just my yearly checkup i i have to go once a year to be like hey guess what i still have asthma and i need drugs to breathe properly (laughs) please don't cut off my prescriptions but yeah they they make me do that Uh, i'm pretty sure that was free i've had to do some occupational therapy that was like 10 appointments what does that mean uh it's like physical therapy, but more directly suited to like office work or stuff. Basically, it's oh, just for stretching okay. my stout. Um, gotcha. That was covered pretty good. That was not very expensive at all with my insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I had no idea going in what was going to get covered and what wasn't. See, that's something that I hear a lot. So some people tell me like, no, that's not how it is. And some people tell me like, yeah, that's how it is. But as you said before, beautifully, it's needlessly complicated. So do you have like a, like a out of in network kind of system? Like where some, uh, do- yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Do. And I remember even when I was signing up for work insurance, I had like four options to pick from. Mm. And so if you go like out of network, then it's more expensive. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I chose the in network option. Mm. I mean, I only travel like once or twice a year, so it doesn't really make sense to, to you know, choose out of network plan. Which to me was always just kind of weird because like the way they treat health insurance here is kind of like the way they treat cell phones in that it doesn't matter where you go, as long as you're within the country, you pay the same price. So like if you use your cell phone in like New York as opposed to like Florida, and you're from New York, you're not going to pay like five times the fee just because you're in Florida. Um, 
So it's, I mean, maybe if you stay there too long, they'll force you to move over your number or something, but you're not going to pay like a premium just because you're in a different state. And that's kind of the way they treat health insurance here. So I'm in uh, the West. So if I were to go to the East, like in a completely different state, I'm, I pay the same amount. So there's like, there's no in-network, out-network. The only thing that they have here is public versus private. Um, and that's just what it sounds like. So if you have private health insurance, then it's, you get better treatment, but you also pay like an ungodly amount for it. And that only makes sense if you're rich, <laughs> which I'm not, so I don't buy it, but. <laughs> and I'm uh, sure, I mean, I'm sure the public is still fine. Oh, it's fine for anything you anything you actually need done. Public health insurance is more than adequate. Um, it only becomes a problem if you have like a very specific case, like if you have like a certain condition, or if you have like certain ailments and you need to see like specialists all the time, then it becomes a bit of a problem. But for the most part, just like for like the run of the mill stuff, like surgery or like teeth or eyes public health insurance is more than adequate and it's still i mean it's a fair it's a fair price like if you're a student i think it's around like 100 or 80 bucks a month for full coverage and then once you get like a full-time job it'll depend on like how much money you earn so is that how so how does it work like in terms of like payment does it based on how much you earn or is it just like a flat fee in general oh i mean i don't they take it out of my paycheck uh, okay so it's i i remember there was an email that went out mm -hmm. like six seven months ago like hey guys our insurance company was really nice and didn't raise our their rates last year but they're going to do it this year so it's going to cost more now and then that i mean i i assume it's a flat rate but I don't really know how it works. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people too. Uh, I don't. So you have a choice about whether or not you pay, right? So like it's voluntary. Um. Well, technically, I think you need to have insurance now of some kind. Mm. Um. If you don't, I think you see some tax penalties. Really? Okay. Well, isn't that how? You know, with the Affordable Care Act, isn't that with Obamacare? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to call it that. <laughs> I mean, that's not what it's called. <laughs> or well, it's confusing because that was like so way back uh, a couple thousand years ago in two thousand eight. Um, that was like his whole thing of like Obamacare, and then Trump wanted to change that, and so I got lost along the way. I have no idea what it's called now. Well, wow. it, it legitimately has damaged the narrative so much where some people hate Obamacare, but uh, this Affordable Care Act thing, I don't I don't mind that. I, it lets me have insurance. And like, it's the same thing. You just hate it because it has Obama in it. It's just it's not it's not what it's actually called. It's which, needlessly divisive, which is fair. I mean, I don't want to get to we're not on a political podcast, so um, not today, not today. <laughs> so I don't have an opinion on the name one way or another, but I think with Obamacare, that was at least one of like the biggest pushes to like having a European style health insurance system in the States, which 
I guess to a certain extent failed miserably, um, like with the website yeah. being down the very first day. Well, I mean, that's not <laughs> so, that big of a deal. But uh, I mean, I've gone on the website. I've had to do that insurance a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad. It's pretty easy to use. The big issue is, I mean, the big, I think the big idea behind it is we're going to force everybody to pay for insurance, right? Yeah. And that's going to make it cheaper for everyone. And not yeah. everyone is going to use it, but it will be cheaper for everyone. And the way we're going to incentivize it is if you don't do this, tax penalties. And that's pretty much our system here. So you don't actually have a choice. Um, you have to have health insurance. So because I'm a foreigner, um, one of the stipulations of me having a visa was having health insurance. So without health insurance, they wouldn't give me a visa. And which it wasn't really difficult to get health insurance. I mean, you just go to a health insurance company, you pay, you know, the subscription or whatever you want to call it, the premium. And that's it. So it's not like the end of the world. It's not complicated at all. Um, They'll happily take your money. (laughs) So I bet. Yeah. So they're not going to say no to money, but you have to have it. So you have to have health insurance. And um, I've had health insurance coverage ongoing since 2011 so there's never been a time where i've not had health insurance because when you move to like a different job or if you go to like the university or if you lose your job you have to have health insurance so you have to have it some way or another and if you can't afford it the government pays for it so they pay your health insurance um but you have to have it I which guess is, the closest thing we have to that here is, oh, and I, I can never remember which one is which. Hopefully Medicaid? you do. Yeah, Medicaid or Medicare. One of them is for elderly. One of them is for if you can't <laughs> afford it. And I can't remember which is which ever. Yeah, I can never remember either. But yeah, so the, those are those are the public health insurance systems, Medicaid and Medicare. Um, you know what? Let's Google it. because I, I I bet it's Medicare because, you know, the... The good old okay. Medicare for all slogan. Okay, I'm gonna Google it. Medicare, Medicare versus Medicaid. So, ah, so here it is. So, Medicare is a medical insurance program for people over 65 and younger disabled people and dialysis patients. Medicaid is an assistance program for low-income patients' medical expenses. So, Medicare is for elderly people. Medicaid is for everyone. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah basically i mean for everyone is is a very is very loose definition um and even if you have it i don't think it's pretty so it's i think like a lot of the stuff in the u.s is pretty bare bones to be honest yeah and i think it kind of depends where you are Um, that's true i was briefly on medicare once and uh how's that honestly it paid for a lot and then um so my roommate's mother was telling me she was on Medicare once. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you got to take advantage of it while you're on this. Like she she got a lot of things done while she was on Medicare. And she's like, it's great. I didn't know that, honestly. I've never been on any kind of like public health insurance in the US. So I've well, never been. And, you know, I think a shocking amount of people qualify for it. It's just we're so culturally trained to not use that kind of stuff that people don't check 
Mm, what do you mean by trained, but like not going to the doctor? No, we're so trained to like not seek public assistance. Yeah, I think there's a lot of shame around that. Public assistance. Absolutely. Yeah, public assistance, I think in the US is, it's a mixed bag. And like you said, and I think, I think this statement applies to a lot of stuff in the US really, which is, it depends on where you live. Because people always ask me, like, hey, I went to Washington, and they have this, this, and this, and this, and this. Is that like, is that how it is in all of the US? I was like, I have no idea. Like, each state is different. Like, we have laws that apply everywhere. So, you know, like the drinking, like, you know, like 21 for drinking, um, you know, voting, all that. Like, like, there are a lot of like base laws that apply in all states. But after that, it's kind of like, you know, each man for himself or each state yeah. for itself. Uh, you might even get into some county yeah. specific uh, nonsense. Where dancing is illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and and it's funny the barrier to entry for a lot of these it's it's sometimes intentionally very difficult so i had to go to <clears throat> some public office mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me public office here mm-hmm. when i was on medicare just i i think to finalize some things and then i was speaking with the lady and she was looking all over my stuff and she's like well hey from what i'm seeing you would uh qualify for some additional benefits i Mm. think it was like basically food stamps and stuff like that so but she was like you could do it it's just going to take a lot of work and a lot of like auditing and a lot so in the state of montana at least if you want to get on food stamps they try and find every possible reason to say no to you or they make the barrier to entry so difficult that it dissuades people from trying because i didn't really need them I mean, I would have taken them if it was easy, right? I mean, he's going to say no. <laughs> right, absolutely. E- even the people that hate that kind of stuff the most, I they're like, well, I'm not going to say no to free money. I'm like, of course you're not. Uh, I wasn't going to go through this huge, you know, pain of a process to get something I didn't really need. So it worked on me. I just said no and took my Medicare and walked away. Yeah. Um, I mean, this kind of... I guess like we're drifting a bit from like medical debt to like health insurance, but it's still an interesting segue because public health or not public assistance programs are very, like I said, it's a very catch, a very, very mixed, I can't speak today. It's a very mixed bag (laughs) and, (laughs) and like food stamps. So for, I guess for a lot of those who don't know, they don't like, they don't really have food stamps here in Germany per se. I mean, not that I'm aware of in the in the sense that they have it like in the US. So at least in Missouri, you get like a card. So they'll give you like a card and depending on, you know, what you're allotted, they'll they'll put that on the card. So like, let's say like 200 bucks a month. And then you can only buy food with that. So you'll go to the store or Schnucks or Walmart or Target and uh, buy the food. And that's pretty much the way they do it in missouri i assume that's it's similar in other states as well yeah did so i don't know if it's like this everywhere but there and i i used to encounter this when i i worked at a grocery store deli Mm. with food stamps you can't buy hot food oh specifically cannot buy hot food so people would come up to our case and you know they want to buy like some chicken or something like that and i'd be like Mm -hmm. hey if you have food stamps 
you can't get this, but we have some you know, yesterday stuff refrigerated over there. You can go buy that. Yeah, which is which is really weird because like there's a lot of stuff that you can't buy um, on food stamps. So it's yeah. literally just for food. Like you can't buy like baby stuff, like diapers or baby powder, or baby oil, um, like cigarettes, alcohol, any of that. So that's pretty much why they're called food stamps. So I think it used to be that you could, you would actually get money. They would give you like physical money that you could cash and they would spend that on just stuff that you couldn't eat. And then they give you a card and they could lock it down. Um, but I think there is a lot of shame around going on public public assistance in the US. I mean, there is here too. Um, but it's a lot more streamlined, to be honest. I mean, it's pretty easy to get on public assistance, but I've never been on it, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to go down that road. Well, that's good, but uh, isn't that isn't that the same kind of thing we were talking about? That uh, that uh, mentality of do not want to be on public assistance, even if you need it. Yeah, I think so. I think I think here it's more like okay, you're on public health insurance, but that's not the end of the world. You know, you'll get back up on your feet. Um, there, obviously, there is like stigma surrounding public health insurance here in uh in in germany but i would say it's a lot harsher in the u.s than it is in germany because the i i feel like the mentality for a lot of americans is kind of like either you make it or you don't and it's all by your you know by your own success so like you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps as they would say um whereas in germany and in a lot of european countries in general it's more of like a social state. So you're expected to help other people. And that's been tested a lot in the past decade here because we've been getting a lot of refugees from other countries, which is really burdening the system. But for the most part, people don't mind paying into the system because you get a lot out. Like you get uh, a lot of the stuff here is more affordable. Like a lot of the social programs in Germany are incredibly affordable. What's not affordable are like more of like luxury stuff, you know, like iPhones and like expensive cars, because those things get taxed to like, God, like extremely high. <laughs> so, and it's even worse in other countries. Like I think in Finland, they have, they even have like a luxury tax. Um, whereas here we only have a VAT tax. Um, but still- Interesting. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty high actually. Um, it, it it's always nice to hear from me though that you know people don't mind paying into a system that they know they're getting benefit out of. In, in the U.S., we're so our experience with taxes is that it does not benefit us. I mean, it does. I mean, obviously, taxes pay for roads, mm. pays for emergency services, pays for you know X, Y, and Z, but we are so culturally trained that we don't get any benefit out of it that if if you ask somebody are you willing to increase your taxes 50 cents a year so that <laughs> you know we can 
build this library or put in a new bus stop or blah 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 like so many people are just going to flat out say no that's hilarious because that reminds me of the of the some of a simpsons episode so my wife and i have been watching the simpsons religiously for the past three weeks so we've already finished like 10 seasons <laughs> but we've been watching a lot and there is this one episode where the school is losing they're losing like the recreational programs so arts dance music because the school can't afford it and so i think skinner the principal says to like the family uh, like the parents if you guys are willing to pay a dollar more in taxes we could keep the program and they're like no 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 like we could never afford that that's just way too much money <laughs> and yeah that's that's the mentality of a lot of people is that taxes are it's like a it's an evil but it's not even a necessary evil like you don't reap any benefit from it but i mean you do but like most americans don't really see it that way whereas here it's it's a necessary evil like no one likes paying taxes but when you go out into the world you see your taxes at work for the most part and so it's like ah okay i guess i kind of see why i'm paying um but then you have like the scandals and people squander money and you know slush funds but for the most part um i pay a lot in taxes here like a lot but i get a lot back so yeah do, this is kind of off topic but i'm just curious do you guys have any kind of tax return system oh yeah definitely uh but you'd have to ask my wife because she does all that <laughs> but <laughs> she's a tax lady but yeah so they pull it from your check and you also can file them separately so some people will don't want to pay income tax directly so what they'll do is pay it at the end of the year so like let's say you earn like three grand before taxes then you'll probably pay like 800 in income per month so instead of paying that per paycheck they would pay it per year so you would pay like uh, eight something at the end of the year which is a terrible idea because no one keeps that money you know they, they don't set it aside yeah, yeah it's a good idea if you really are on top of your game because uh money you have now is worth more than money you have later yeah so if you much. do something with that money it's smart but you have to like be on your game you, yeah, you yeah. really have to pay attention or you can sink yourself no like the tax system here in germany is fairly interesting but it's it's one of the highest in europe i think it's the third highest it's around i think the highest tax bracket is 46 percent. Hmm. so they i think after like fifty thousand a year or sixty thousand a year they'll tax you at like 40 percent or something uh, but don't quote me on that i have to double check but it's extremely high it's a it's obnoxiously high um, well, but anyway it's go on i was gonna say wrapping up this little side yeah, tangent yeah. before we run out of time uh i am curious to see how my taxes are going to work this coming fiscal year uh i i will probably have made more money this year than i ever have before and almost half of my earnings are going to be represented by commission numbers so I'm curious how that will shake out, but uh, we getting back to the topic of uh, medical debt and medical insurance and things like that before we run out of time. Is there anything you want to add in before we before we leave for the day? No, I'm I pretty much finished up my tangent. Okay, well I think uh, I am as well, and I would just like everybody at home 
to cross your fingers my taxes go well and that I still get <laughs> money back and I don't have to pay more. Doesn't that just sound terrible? Yeah, that pretty much does. Um, you can fund like local schools. I guess a funny side note before we go. So my mother-in-law, when she did her taxes um, or anyone in general, you, you usually get like a letter from the IRS saying what they spent your money on. Like they give you like a very, 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 very vague overview of what they put your money towards. They're like, hey, you paid 10,000 in taxes this year. And in your community, we built like a new, we built like a new road and we built like a, a new school or something. And you were part of that. So congratulations. <laughs> and that was kind of like, you know, the acknowledgement that you paid your taxes basically. And it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> so, and we get that too sometimes. Like, this is what we use your tax money for. It's like, oh, that's great. Anywho, I just wanted to throw that in there. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, have a happy Halloween next week. Um, if you do trick-or-treating or partying, check your candy. And uh, see you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.